Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legends series with Gary Freeman. Part two, enjoy. I spoke to a Newcastle player recently and he brought up a, a terrific point. He said, remember those days? And I said, I certainly do. He said, there was only one camera at every ground. If it was today, there'd be six different cameras or nine different cameras uh, and, the, and you wouldn't have been suspended. No, I'm just going to do with it, mate. I, I, I'm the only player. So mostly eye gouging is done when you're on the ground, right? Yeah. So in the vision... I am a foot off the ground, jumping up to make the tackle. They alleged that I turned my hand around and put it, pushed it across his face and his eye. Now, when Roman Anker gave new evidence, he had an eye surgeon and an eye doctor. And remembering, Bill Harrigan's backed me up too, 100%. Bill Harrigan has. Absolutely, mate. 100%. The referee of the game. Referee of the game has backed me up and said nothing was wrong with the tackle. 100%, mate. And if you ask Bill Harrigan, he will tell you that. So wow. we have an eye doctor, an eye surgeon that give evidence and they completely pull it apart and say, mate, they actually virtually said that they didn't know what they were talking about. It was, it was just embarrassing, mate, embarrassing. They, they, they actually, the eye surgeon I can remember when the eye doctor saying, I can tell you which finger's gone on his eye. He said, it's a poke. And did I whack him in the head? Did I mean to get him in the head? Absolutely I did. Yeah. If I could have taken his head off that day, mate, my nose was broken. I was in worse condition than he was. Mate, absolutely. So if Mark Sargent says that I did it, then it's full of shit. Let's talk about something positive. That is positive. That is, mate, because yeah. I came back. I actually got approval by the, the, the New South Wales Rugby League, John Quayle, to play up. Uh, a, a friendly game in New Zealand to help raise money um, for the club I play for. Really? I was the only person who's ever got an opportunity to play and was I went suspended. back. It was suspended and I played in that game. Did you really? Yep. As a charity thing? Yep. There Very cool. There you go. Around this time you captain New Zealand for the first of many times. Captain of your country. It's a pretty cool honour, mate. It's It's fantastic. I think when you get main name captain, there's a lot of other players around you. Sometimes um, being captain is a detriment to your game. Yeah. Um, and and I, I say that sometimes you you think more about everybody else and just worrying about yourself. Yeah. Um, and we, we've we've seen that with a lot of players. Um, it doesn't <laughs> suit everyone. Doesn't, mate, nah. I don't I, look. Sometimes it suited me. Sometimes I I sort of lost myself a okay. little bit. Um, but you know it's. You get that opportunity. It's hard to turn down. Mm. It's hard to turn down, mate. It's, it's a great honour to captain your country. Um, like I said, getting your first ever test match, but then to go on and play so many games, be captain, mate, was, was frigging fantastic. That's a positive. <laughs> That's a huge positive. You may have to correct me here. Yep. My timeline, in 1990, you re-signed with the Tigers for three years. Correct. Alan Jones came in as coach yep, and pretty much made his feelings evident that he didn't want you. He threw you in reserve grade. Uh, look, 
1991, actually, he was there. Okay. Um, and I left in 91, 92, I went to the Roosters. So when he turned up, he, he, he my ex, Alan rang me from England because I'd actually virtually agreed to go to the St. George. Really? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. So no. St. George had made a uh, – with Craig Young, to be honest. Uh, so Craig, Craig had made an offer. Um, I actually did ring Craig up and said, mate, mate I'd love to go there. I, I think it'd be fantastic. Uh, so then you know, with all the Balmain lads and, and all the rest of it, you know, when I, I sort of like said to them, look, this sort of thing, and uh, you, like you get – they all love you. They want you to stay. Yeah. And then Alan Jones rang me and said, look, well, I want you to stay, you know. So – I, I end up staying. I end up staying. And then after about about six months, I because going from Warren to Alan Jones is chalk and cheese. Chalk Two and very cheese. different guys. Very different. Very different. And, you know, um, the team wasn't winning games. No. I played in about seven games, eight games. We, we nearly beat Parramatta, and then we had a penalty against us, and they kicked the winning goal. And it was I think that was our 12th game in a row that we lost, but we should have won. Um, and then – they changed the team, took me out of it, put Brian Smith in. Um, I knew it was a waste of time me staying there. Yeah. So I went to Barnsley and said, look, mate, at the end of the year, I'm going. It, it, keep the money. I don't give a shit. Mm. Just keep the money. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. Said, he goes, where are you going? I said, I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was a bit of a crazy but move. You're at the top of your game too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had nowhere to go. I would actually was going to go on tour at the end of the year with the Kiwis um, and then – I had nowhere to go, and then uh, out of the blue, um, I get a phone call from um, Jack Gibson, and uh, and it, it was all really based around Craig Salvatore. Craig Salvatore said to Jack, "Go get me." Wow! He said he, he he's the guy we need. Yeah. Um, and so I turned up there. I I there's probably at the end of the year. Uh, it didn't end well for me with, with the Tigers. I just just moved on. Yep. You know, I, I had great four years there, mate. I loved that joint. It was fantastic. Great, great people, great friends. Um, and then with Salvo, Salvo said to me, said, mate, I got you here. Don't let me down. I said, I won't. And you <laughs> didn't? No, no, no. Look, they, they, it was different going from Balmain to the Roosters. I bet it was. Because they didn't train as hard as what the, the, the Tigers did. Um, and I, wow. I, I sort of like was going, oh, what have I done? You know, am I in the right spot? But the one thing about it, everyone had a crack. They certainly did. They had a crack that year. In 92, we, we were one game short of making the top five mm. and we lost, I think, three games by two points. Salah got suspended against Penrith and we were leading that game. If we win that game, we go on and, and we probably – I think we go close. We go close. It is perhaps the greatest – fuck you moment in rugby league to the Tigers, oh. you leave and go to the Roosters <laughs> and win the Dalian medal. <laughs> Was that your best footy? Oh, mate, I thought I played all right previous years. Yeah. But I think um, I got myself in a couple of altercations on the field and I think everyone remembers that in the first years I was there. When I got to Jack uh, – him and I sat down and had a, had a conversation and with Mark Murray and they said, look, you know, we're concerned. And I said, oh, what are you concerned about? They said, I mean, you know, you can sort of like lose your way. So if you can keep on this track here, yeah. Jack said to me, you keep on, and Mark said, you can keep on this track here, I reckon you'll play good and I'll get you some players that can play. I said, 
Yeah, because it was just a, a bunch of no-names at that stage. Mm. Salvo was probably the high-profile player yeah, there. Yeah, he was. The rest of them, they were just guys turning up going, mm. okay, but I really, you know, I, I, I'll never train so hard. I employed a personal trainer, um, George Asimides, and yes. met him at the gym and uh, George was walking past me. He goes, mate, do you know what you're doing? I said, mate, I don't know how to do weights. You know, as us footballers think we know what we're doing. He goes, mate, you've got no idea. I said, well, what do you know? He said, well, I'm a bodybuilder, blah, blah, blah. And he says, oh, I charge this much money for uh, training. I said, all right, let's give it a crack. Let's give it four weeks and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I think after two weeks, I don't think I've ever paid him again. <laughs> <laughs> we become such good mates. Wow. Um, and, you know, he was the one – along with um, the training, um, preparation, mental yeah. stuff, telling me what I had to do, how hard I had to train. Changed the whole way I changed, I play, uh, trained, I should say, in the sense of like this is all the weights you're doing here. Yep. This is when you're going to start your running. Don't do anything before January. And before at the times you were running all the way through, November, okay. December, you know. Um, just did weights. Uh, I think to um, – uh, East uh, Amazement, we did a 40-metre sprint and I was slower than the Fords. <laughs> I think Hugh McGann came up to me and goes, he says, mate, uh, are you okay? I went, yeah, sure, why? He goes, mate, mate that's the slowest time frame for a, for anyone. I said, what do you mean? Anyone? And Salvo? He said, no, even Salvo beat you. <laughs> oh, no. But, I, you know, the, the one thing I learned, I went back to George and said, mate, I'm, he said, mate, don't worry. Because I was just doing weights four days a week. That's all I did. Okay. I didn't do any running. So no speed work, no. Zero. And yeah. then when it came to the final one, I was literally one of the fastest in the in the club. And and, mate, and I put it down to him and, you know, the, doing the, the, the win that was being the first ever Kiwi to win it. Yeah. It was a pretty special moment. Pretty special moment, mate. Huge moment. Oh. You mentioned um, the Jack and, and Mark Murray had a chat to you about calming yourself down. Did you have to calm yourself down? Were you mindful of that? We'll get onto it later, but you played with so much passion, so much heart, and you wouldn't have been Gary Freeman without that passion and without that heart. But it did get you into some spots. Yeah, it did. Um, but I think it moulded me into where I was going as a player yep. and a person. Um, I, I think I said this once before. I came up against Block after we played in the grand final eight out in the World Cup. Mm. And he's standing on my head. <laughs> I go, Block, well, seven days I was going to play. Yeah, you're the opposition today. <laughs> so I went, okay, right, I get it, you know. Like, yeah. um, no favour asked or given on yeah. the field. Um, but I, I think, you know, with, with Jack and Mark, it was like, you know, if you do this, this is the achievement you can have. Mm. Um, and Jack just said, mate, you're in charge on the field. You're, you're you know, you do this. Wow. And I went, okay. So everyone knew in the team. I'm in charge. That's it. If you run, if I run, everyone runs. Yeah. If you don't run, then you got a spray. <laughs> wow. Hey, legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go, from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week. And we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. 
packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Super League hit. You were one of the players in the middle of it in the respect you were playing for one club, but you chose the other competition. You moved to Penrith for two seasons. Yep. What a crazy time Super League was when we sit here in 2023 and look back to, to try and tell young guys of today oh, what it was know. like. I mean, insane times. It, it, it probably gave the players what they should have been being paid. Yeah. But to be brutally honest, I think um, um, back then um, you know, the, the money they were getting was – it was just okay, but for what mm. they were, everyone's put their body through. Oh, yeah. I think when Super League come along, and I only had one season, um, mm. and then I got a, a letter saying don't come back Monday. So that was at the end of the season. Uh, but is that I, at Penrith? No, it's at Para. Para. Yeah. So, and I thought I had, I, I'd injured me Achilles through the season, so I was struggling through. That's the, right. I yeah. struggled. I just couldn't get myself right, yeah. you know. Um, but I mean, you know, I only had one season there. I nearly came back when Junior took over coaching the Tigers and uh, went out to Orange and he played a trial game. And I was running the water and doing the training. Yeah. I trained all the way through and I was feeling good. I was fit as. Um, and I said, Junior, just give me a run. Just, I'll tell you what's wrong with the team. And he goes, all right. And the only thing that stopped me, I forgot my boots. And because I've got the smallest feet in the goddamn world, you know, size like eight's too big for me sort of thing, you know. <laughs> So I, I never ended up playing, and I think that's when they went and purchased Craig Field about four or five weeks later. But you were I was going to have another back. crack, yeah, yeah. And I, there was always something missing about not going back. I had a chance to go, was it Para or Tigers? Okay. You know, and, and I made it Para because I looked at all the players they'd signed and you think to mm. yourself, that is a team that can make the grand final, wouldn't it? So the year of Para, 1996, they had struggled since the mid-'80s. That was the rebuild year. Speaking to those young guys now, who are not young guys, but the young guys from that team, you were the guy to help them. You were the guy that led them to show them the right way, to show them what the wrong way was. You were the senior player and the example. Now, whilst you battled with an Achilles injury, your role at Parramatta was more than just 80 minutes on a weekend and every young kid from the McCrackens, the Pays, the Smiths, they all learnt from you. That's a, that's a nice rap that they still mention that to this day. Yeah, that's, that's – yeah, well, mate, I, I think when I look back at my time there, there were there were times there where there were certain games we played that um, – because you've got to look at it, the boys at the Bulldogs had a certain way to play. Yep. The yeah, guys yeah. from Cronulla had a certain way to play, the guys that come out of Newcastle and I. And I, it, it, it took a little bit of time to gel. Um because we actually won some really, really big games. Yeah. Uh, and then games we should have beaten beat, uh, beaten teams, we didn't. Yeah. You know, I think we missed the – we had to win the last game against Penrith to make the top uh, uh, top yeah, eight. Top exactly eight, And we right. missed out. Like, But I actually said to the boys, I said, look, at my age, at 34, I'd like to mm. play one more lot of semifinal football. Yeah. Because it is such a fantastic time for yep. the players, the fans – 
everything's pumping, right? Yeah. You, need, you know, you don't need anyone to tell you to get up for a game. Yep. You just need to get out there and, and sniff the air and just go, mate, I'm here. This yeah. is this is something special, you know, something special. But I, I, look, the boys at um, like, you know, Crackers and and Dean Pay and Smith and and Jimmy, Jimmy was. And Smitty's so good with the ball, oh, so amazing. freaking good. Yeah. So I had to, I had to sometimes pull back because I've gone to to, to lead, try and lead too much sometimes, yeah. and I don't mind admitting that. Sometimes I, I push forward too much, and yeah. stepping back sometimes is a little bit hard. But you know, yeah. sometimes it's, you know, you get given a, a something in your brain that just tells you like you've got to get in there and do. And you, sometimes you just try too hard. That was the first sign of you becoming a coach, which we will get to. Yeah. You were regarded as a player as the most wholehearted player, a guy that everyone wanted to play with. There's no bigger compliment from your teammates than being that guy. You're also the guy no one wanted to play against. (laughs) And we'll go full circle here to to being the pest. I've got to know, who did you pester and terrorise the most? Is Is there anyone you almost feel sorry for now? Jason Taylor. <laughs> uh, I interviewed Jason actually, and uh, and he was coaching at Para. Yep. And they asked me to do the interview of, of the the juniors, and I got up and you know started asking some questions because great career, great kicker. Yep. Could pass a ball like you know, yeah. And and kick a ball is frigging unbelievable. Um, uh, but I'm, I, I think he he actually stepped around me once, uh, and he was playing for Wes at that time. Yeah. And and I I he scored the try, and when he went to get the ball to kick the ball, there was no one else around him but him and me. And I just grabbed them. I said, "Mate, don't ever do that again." Like that. <laughs> I think that was the start of it. <laughs> but going back, I, I interview him, interviewed him uh, years later, yeah. and I said to him, "I said, oh mate, like you know, great career. You've done this. You've done that. Yeah. You've done, done blah 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 blah." Um, I said, "Mate, ask him all these questions about all these different players and the North City team because that was a." Champion team, yeah. champion blokes. Um, I said, well, what about the, the the players that you hated playing against? Who were they? He said, that's simple. I said, oh, well, who, who is it? He goes, you. <laughs> well, none of us took that as a compliment or not. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. On that, mate, we, um, you know, we both worked at Fox and, yeah. and had the privilege and the joy of, of doing it together and travelling the yeah. country for, oh. for 10 years. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, and along with Junior and Laurie, oh. some of the greatest times of my life still. Junior's absolute champion. Isn't Champion. He? Yeah. For a man who doesn't drink, buys you McDonald's and chips and that to make sure you're all good home to get home. She's <laughs> <laughs> just, just a, one of the, the best blokes you can ever meet. Yeah. Like, it, and forget about drinking or that sort of stuff. He's just, he's genuine. Yep. He's wholehearted. Um, when I play with him, he's a, Tremendous leader. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you go and just sit down and have a talk to him about anything, mate. He's, uh, he, I class him as a, a very good friend, mate. I might be classed me as a good friend too, yeah. but he's, he's, he's one of the nice blokes, mate, real blokes. Coaching, you had a crack with the New Zealand side. <laughs> Was it for you? We've had this discussion privately a couple of times, but with all the guys that I've worked with and I know well, you're the one, the one that I think would have – excelled as a coach because you're hard, you're realistic, and you're footy smart, and not all coaches tick those three boxes. Mate, I, I, I had a crack um, 
with the New Zealand side and hadn't done a lot of coaching. No. So I was green as. Yeah. And they, they took a bit of a punt with me to give me the job. Yeah. Uh, you, you, if, I, if I take you back the year before, the Kiwis had just played Australia. Uh, they got yeah. beaten 52 nil. At, uh, at Olympic Park, it was called right. back then, 52 nil. So I put my hand up, the coach, mm. um, and I got the job. Assembled a team. We played France. Um, I think we won to 36 nil. Yep. Um, I learned some valuable lessons there. My first ever game about what players are expecting at, at that, that elite level. Yep. Um, and I learned off that game that we played Australia. Um, and I think we lost 24-10. And they only scored a, a late minute try too, mm. so twenty four ten. So I, I I saw that as a really big positive step. Fifty two fifty two nil. And you've got to remember, out of the team that got beaten the year before, I didn't select seven players. Okay. So there were seven players who were probably angry at me. Mm. Um, I rang six of them. Um, the seventh player I couldn't get hold of, but I spoke to all six players at the reasons why they weren't selected. And because the Warriors were going really good, um, I thought inject some new blood into the side. Yeah. You can't have a team that got beaten 52-0 in the same place. No. Just do the same freaking thing. Yeah. Um, so I made some quick changes and I put it on myself to make those changes. Um, and then the following year we, we had a one-off test before going to England. We played Australia. Yep. Um, and when I assembled the, the, the team, they just played the grand final, the Warrior Boys. Yeah. Um, and they asked for an extra day at home. And I said, yeah, sure. They're not going to be that unfit after seven days. So yeah. having an extra day at home, we only had like, I think, seven players in, or six players that were actually in the training camp. So I had to try to adjust. We couldn't do much, you know. So we did no. Thursday, Friday with the team. And then I think we played on the, on the Saturday night. Um, and I think – you know, we lost, I think, by four points. And we were winning at half time. Jeez. We were winning with, I think, 10 to go, you know. Oh. And I think, and then in the paper the next day, because we're going to England on the Monday, the next day the paper actually wrote, it doesn't matter what Freeman does, he's going to be sacked. So I think there were things going on behind the scenes, um, um, and, you know, which was disappointing. Yeah. Uh, very disappointing. Um, because I'm pretty upfront with everybody. Yes. Um, and then, you know, I think they were, I think they saw the difference of some of the players when, you know, when they were playing. Mm. We had players in the side who's one of the big the gun players said to me, so oh, mate, I don't want to play. Said, Why not? What's going on, mate? <laughs> this is the day before the test match. And he tells me the story of what's happened to him, and I'm just going, well, mate, you, you know, forget about this. And it, it I, I think I'm – good enough to deal with those sorts yeah. of issues and come up with solutions for them. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it was – those – they're trying times, mate. They're trying times. They, you you know, know when something appears in the paper that someone is saying oh. something somewhere and everything's working it, against you? I mean, it was funny because not one player had an issue with me. Um, and then they get – get, and they call it the Freeman um, – what do they call it? The Freeman Code or something like that. So it meant that, like, whoever was in Australia could never coach New Zealand. So they just changed the rules, which is, re- which is really disappointing because the following year, that same 17, Virtue went out and beat Australia. <laughs> You're 17. Oh, look, I the think – 17 you selected. There's 17 guys that I reckon yeah, – Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Ruben Wickey, uh, to his credit, he came up to me, he goes, um, I'm going to 
great tour, and the boys will still talk about the tour because no, they, no, they were, I remember when I went on tour, mate. Players going, what's going on here? Like, you know, nothing, mm. nothing was a problem. Uh, but Rubes uh, is tremendous man, yeah. great leader. Um, played the last Test match with a broken thumb, uh, just super, super tough. You yeah. know, and just, just a genuine bloke. Yeah, just guys you want to have in your team all around, mate. You know. Wiz, what are you up to with yourself these days? Mate, I'm in the gaming industry, yep. uh, so I look after all the major clients, um, all the casinos in Australia and New Zealand. Um, so, yeah, I look after them, so calms me down. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't see me frustrated when I walk out from the meeting. That's right. <laughs> Is footy a, a big part of your life anymore or not so much? Mate, uh, I, I still watch all the games. Um, yep. Um, you know, the other night I watched some really, really good games of football. Mm. Uh, and the Brisbane Panthers games was a, was a cracking game, mm. really cracking game. But like anything, mate, there's, you have so many games on football, there's always going to be one or two yeah. that are going to be terrible. Uh, or not, or that's probably the wrong phrase here. No, no, terrible's right. They just don't probably live up to the expectations that mm. we think they're going to play. And I look at it like this you can train all day, but the only thing is, is when you cross that line, how you play, you know. People just don't know sometimes how you're going to perform. You try your best. And there we go, full circle to the start. There is two Gary Freemans. There's the off-field and the on-field. Yeah, when I crossed that line, it was really it's probably a good thing I actually left that white line behind me That's when I come true. off the field. <laughs> 152 NRL games, two grand finals, 46 test matches, a Dalian medal winner, an Auckland Rugby League immortal, a New Zealand Rugby League legend of league, <laughs> plus uh, for services to Rugby League, a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit. That is massive. It's been a pleasure, little mate. Gary Freeman, you, sir, are a legend. Oh, thanks, brother. Good to have you. Cheers. In 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal. We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns. 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced, and if you like a laugh with your footy, this is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon. Legends 